My name is Wizzy Brown. And I'm Bryant McDowell. And I'm Molly Keck. And we're with the Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service Department of Entomology, and this is Bugs by the Yard, where we hope to increase your enthusiasm about bugs in the urban landscape. Welcome back to Bugs by the Yard. Uh, we're going to continue on with our spider series. We're almost to Halloween, I think, whenever this is going to be out. It should be close to, um, if not Happy November. <laughs> so there is a debate. Well, no, we had discussion, I guess. Today we're going to cover what we call ground spiders, or just spiders that are ambushing predators. They don't build webs. There is a family whose common name is a ground spider, true ground spider. But then in this group, we're also going to add things like wolf spiders, the native tarantulas, and say pond spiders. Is that correct? Fishing spiders. Fishing, fishing spiders. But those are, are the ones, right, that you'll find over, I guess, By that water. in combination with Over the, water, with the yeah. Well, but, okay. As far as true ground spiders, or what I'm going to say ground spiders, in the family Nephocity, it's, to me, a a rather diverse group. So they're found worldwide. There's like 2,500 species within about 100 genera, um, I read on multiple sources. They're considered the seventh largest family. Uh, So when I talk about all those other groups, the true tarantulas, the wolf spiders, and the fishing spiders, those are all other families as well. So those could be ranked anywhere else. But what I'm talking about right now, seventh largest family, their size, not too large, eight to 15 millimeters. Coloration is usually earth tone, blacks and browns, tans. Some of them can be kind of a red orange color. And there's one genus in this species that is an ant mimic that I found, which is always fun to see a spider ant mimic. You know what they kind of remind me of is like a miniature, I'm assuming miniature version of a trapdoor spider, how they are kind of hairless and they kind of, but they're very robust Yeah, and kind of have this like shiny look to the legs, shiny fleshy look to their legs. Is another common name like mouse spider? Have you heard that? No, but I now that you say that, I'm like, it kind of does look like a mouse in a weird way. Maybe it's like the like like a baby mouse, like that velvety. Maybe. Like hairless, but the naked almost skin. One. Yeah, yeah. The, the naked, naked mole rat. <laughs> naked mole rat <laughs> spiders. Ugh, that would be such an ugly spider. <laughs> With like flattened chelicery instead of <laughs> like fangs. <laughs> Okay. So as far as the ground spiders go, what I found kind of uniform for them all, they've got eight eyes in total. They're going to be in two rows. So you've got four on the bottom and four on the top. There's kind of like a slight oval shape to them, right? It's not like a perfect rectangle. Um, And that differs from like eye orientation from other families that we'll talk about today. Oh, and then most of the species, you can tell that they are within this family because they've got these barrel-shaped spinnerets. And, you know, I read that and wanted to include it. But then after looking through the spiders that we just covered, a lot of those also have very obvious spinnerets. So (laughs) I don't know if that's really a great diagnostic characteristic. Where do these guys hang out most of the time? Because I feel like I've seen pictures and people have sent me pictures of them, but I don't know that I could tell you where I've seen one myself. I'm going to be facetious and say on the ground. Wood piles. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Yeah, I read leaf litter, uh, wood piles under bark. Okay. 
nooks and crannies. I don't think that they actively dig, but then again, I also read that the mom does have like a web coated burrow that she'll go back to. Like natural areas, parks and wooded spots, I imagine. Yeah, I would say. And that could probably go for all of the families that we're going to talk about in this quote unquote ground spider. So as far as ground spiders go, the eggs, the female spider is going to lay a small egg sac. It's kind of a papery, thick walled egg sac, similar to these other groups that we've talked about. They kind of reminded me of the like Argiope uh, type of egg sac. It is actively guarded by the female and the spiderlings are going to stay with the female until they're mature, apparently, which I don't know how many instars they go through. Um, And then they disperse on their own. You know, when it says stays on mother, I wonder if this group is common to like all of the spiderlings are on the back of the mom, right? I would think so. I thought that was kind of unique to wolf spiders, but I'm sure other spiders do it. I too thought it was wolf spiders, which is why when I was writing this down the whole time, I thought that I was researching wolf spiders. And then I realized wolf spiders are an entirely different family, which led me to this like crisis mode. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what am I talking about? But you're right. Ground spiders. We talked about that spiders of Texas field guide, and there are multiple species. The one that really I think I was thinking about is just the common ground spider. Sessonia looks like the genus, and it it's colored very similar to what a wolf spider looks like with those kind of stripes, a very tan yeah. light spider with dark brown stripes that go along the head and sorry, cephalothorax and abdomen. Okay. And so as far as hunting goes, this was the one that I did a deep dive in with, with their webbing. And I didn't understand much of it because there are scientists dedicated to analyzing <laughs> spider silks. So um, I mentioned they don't have a prey capture web so they're not actively putting up a sticky web that's going to capture prey they're active hunters and what they do i think that's different from the other families we're going to talk about later is they kind of will put down a web in like the track of the prey sometimes their prey can be larger than them and apparently that's how they will take down that larger prey it gets kind of stuck in their mouth parts or in their legs and they can't move or get away as easily i think that My favorite of your ground spiders, and I think the one everyone knows the best, is probably that wolf spider. I don't know if that was a good segue, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I think so too, Molly. (laughs) So I like the the wolf spider. They're in the family Lycosidae, which common name is wolf spider. And if you think about the Greek base there of Lyco, that actually means wolf So it's like all blended together. But those are going to have 240 species in the U.S. And we have over 60 species in Texas of wolf spiders. But in my opinion, they all pretty much look the same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The striping might be a little bit off or different, but they all they have a look to them. Yeah. And the bodies, they're about half an inch to an inch and a quarter, not including the legs. So just just the body. So pretty hefty. Yeah, somewhat hairy. They're usually like a grayish, brownish color with some... the hairs almost look like scales to me, like on a like scales yeah. on a yeah, because the hair kind of gives them their coloration and patterns. So mm-hmm. it's like laid down. And of course, you know, if you've ever seen them on the ground or tree bark or anything like that, it helps them camouflage themselves. So they they do blend in fairly well. 
But wolf spiders are another one, um, like we talked about with the jumping spiders, they also have excellent vision. And the cool thing about their eyes is the reflection. They have reflective material in the top two rows of their eyeballs. And the second one up is the, the great big ones. And so when you shine a flashlight over the ground at night, you will see wolf spider eyeballs shining back at you. Yeah. <laughs> so so if yeah. you're afraid of spiders, don't do that. <laughs> I would say compared to the first family that we talked about, this one, the eye orientation, what I read it as is four eyes on the bottom row. Mm -hmm. And They're then they've tiny. got, yeah, it's very, very tiny, simple eyes. And then they've got the next four. It's like a row of two and then a row of two. So like a square mm -hmm. on top of a line. Almost. Yeah. So it's like there's four tiny eyeballs, two big eyeballs, and then there's like two kind of medium eyeballs behind those that are uh, for posterior sight, right? So like one yeah. is kind of looking forward, one is looking, yeah. I, I was reading all into eyesight about them like, whoa. They literally have eyes almost on the back of their head. I think we all, we've been talking about maternal care. When you say maternal care and spiders, wolf spiders are going to mm -hmm. be by far the first thing that you think about because they are known for the babies crawling on the mom's back but they also the wolf spiders females when they spin the egg sac they actually will attach them to the spinnerets that are at the tip of their abdomen so they'll actually carry the egg oh, sac with right. them to kind of ensure that nothing happens to it so even though it kind of hobbles her because she's got yeah. this growth that's now on the back she does that to make sure that the offspring will survive i was gonna say that's kind of a testament i think to how predacious they are because it makes her bigger and more conspicuous to prey but it's obviously not uh something that would be selected against and that they would stop doing it so and probably it was because she's too scary for things to go after her have you ever seen one drag in their egg sack with them yeah i saw one going up like a porch. So she was not just crawling across the ground, but going, hauling it up vertically. And it's like, how are, I, I thought everybody thought she was taking it to eat it, but I'm like, no, it's stuck to her. It's like, it's her babies. It's a baby born, baby, yeah. baby Bjorn. There you go. <laughs> it's always kind of like 4th of July or something. Like when you're outside somewhere for fireworks and there's a whole bunch of people. And that's usually when, and when everybody gets freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like these are the ones that go viral when someone's like recording and they have, they're going to like squish it with a broom and they squish it all the and babies. They multiply. Yes. <laughs> they think, oh, I squished the spider and all these babies came out of it. No, they didn't come out of the spider. They were on the spider. On and, you know, just like scorpion babies. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it's kind of cool to mess with it. And do you think that the babies are just like, shoot, something's poking us? Or do you think mom tells them run? Cause they'll like scatter and then suck right back on top of her again. It's like, it really is like a creepy movie. If you are afraid of spiders, it's not cool to think about. Yeah. It's like <laughs> stuff of nightmares. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine having that many little, and they're all like organized in a perfect little yeah. Like, how do they find their spots? Yeah. <laughs> do you think they have assigned seats? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is Jimmy's. I had somebody just recently send me a picture of that and they thought that they were parasitized by something. I was like, no, well, maybe those are all of her babies, though. They're sitting on top of her. Yeah, they are parasites. Kind right? of parasites. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. So what the spiderlings stay on there for what, a couple of weeks or so until they're large enough to defend themselves, which how big are they when they emerge off? I mean, they're tiny still. So have you seen them when they are a little bit bigger and they're all kind of hanging off and it makes her her abdomen is like huge. I mean, like like they look even bigger. (laughs) Yes. And you they must have been really close to emerging or something. But it's like, how are y'all hanging on? And poor mom. Yes. And they're pretty, they're colored quite dark early on at a young age, right? Like they don't develop that. So you mentioned scorpions a minute ago and I was picturing like when my scorpions have had babies, they're always very light. Yeah, I think you're um, right, Bryant. Yeah, I think the wolf spider yeah. babies are, I'm trying to Google this now. Like pretty dark. I feel like I've always seen them very dark. Almost well, like they're almost camouflage in with her. But I also, I'm not looking at a picture. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I mean, they're lighter-ish, but there's so many of them. You see a lot of oh, legs and the legs are a little bit darker. So I think that like that the covers the is, body. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, some pictures, they look darker too. So maybe just depends on the species. Wolf spiders are going to be solitary. They are nocturnal. So these ones are going to be hunting at night. And the fun thing that I like about them, there are some that are going to be opportunistic and pounce on prey when they come across them, but they will also chase prey down. So it's like I'm thinking of like lions and gazelles on the African savanna, only it's like a wolf spider and I don't know, a cricket or something. <laughs> it's Somebody like needs to get David chasing after it. But there are some wolf spiders that will live inside of burrows or tunnels that they create in the soil. And they are somewhat like an ambusher almost where they will pounce on prey that comes by their burrow as they're doing that. And then mating for them occurs in the fall. So right now is going to be when they're actually mating. And the male spiders die afterwards. They have served their purpose. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Mated females overwinter in sheltered locations, which can bring them inside, which can be problematic. And then the females are going to create egg sacs in the spring, the following spring, and then the spiderlings hatch out during the summer. The partially grown spiderlings from that summer that emerged will overwinter that year in protected locations. So they're going to have multi-year life cycles. As all spiders, wolf spiders are capable of biting, but they're not considered to be venomous, but it probably will hurt. It does. I've been bitten by one. We were <laughs> doing, remember at A&M when they had the, the big event or whatever, and, and like oh, you would yeah. sign up to do volunteer stuff and me and my friends in our little group signed up and we ended up like cleaning somebody's rock weed garden and a wolf spider came out and it bit me on the knuckle. And it was, I think just the physicality of the fangs going in are what hurt. We, we smashed it and we collected it just in case it was bad, but I knew uh, we were pretty sure it was a wolf spider, but it didn't feel good. I mean, it, it felt like something bit, but I lived, I'm still here. Have we described the Everyone probably knows what a wolf spider looks like, but in case they don't, have we, we didn't talked about like, the it. character? <laughs> we didn't, right? No. They've got, to me, you mentioned, okay, so there's some of those like brown link spiders will look like this, that kind of same shape, uh, like a very long torpedo kind of shape on their abdomen. The abdomen and thorax kind of look the same size to, I mean, at least to me, it's not like a super tiny cephalothorax with a huge abdomen. They've got these characteristic dark lines, straight 
lines down their cephalothorax. Sometimes that continues on into the abdomen, but they're that large spider, that large brown spider with stripes that comes in that everyone's like, what is that? Yeah, they're they're kind of pinkish, right? There's one that almost to me has a pink tint to it on its cephalothorax. I think I mean, that's they- when like if the light hits it, right? Oh. The way that it kind of reflects off of stuff. But yeah, I, I agree. There's one that it's kind of like a pretty peachy mm-hmm. pink kind of thing. So another cool one that probably isn't, I'm going to say, as familiar to people than others. I mean, they may have heard about it, but they probably haven't seen it, are the fishing spiders. And these, they're fishing spiders. So you can imagine they're going to live near water or over water in some cases. So they will often build their webs over water or like in the, what is that? Like the the shrubby stuff next to water. So the riparian habitat, that's what I was trying to think of. I was, I was imagining like that, yeah, wet grass and like lily kind of mixture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're going to hang out like there, but they can get fairly large depending on what species that you're dealing with. They're going to be able to submerge their bodies. They're not diving or anything, but they will submerge their bodies underneath the water and they will go under there to hunt for small fish or tadpoles or aquatic insects. And they will use the hairs on their body to trap air and that's how they'll actually be able to breathe but some have been known to be able to stay submerged for 30 minutes at a time while they are hunting for food do only adults do that or can the immatures do it as well i do not know to be honest you would think only the adults but how would the immatures i mean maybe the immatures are on land and then they are feeding on stuff. I don't know. These are spiders that I would think of on boat docks and things like that. Mm -hmm. And they kind of look like wolf spiders a little, at least in the robustness of their body and a little bit coloration. But the ones that when I think of a fishing spiders, I think of them as having these lines on their legs and they're like very noticeable lines, right? Yes. Very stripy. Like they're mottled brown, but on their legs, it's like dark light, dark Mm -hmm. light, dark light. Yeah. It's like a tortoise shell version of a wolf spider. Yeah, that's what it yes. looks, that's what I tell myself. I'm like, it looks like a tortoise shell. The the legs have way more a like very a good pattern. Yeah, I would wager that before I realized I knew what fishing spiders were, I misidentified a lot of them, and I bet other people do too. Probably misidentify these guys for wolf spiders just because they're so big. Yeah, and they've got like seriously long legs compared mm-hmm. to wolf spiders. I mean, fishing spiders, their legs are just they're very leggy. Very legs. <laughs> legs for days. <laughs> uh, did we see this family? Did we do the family? I don't think that we did the family. I was trying to look more on it and I couldn't find the family name, but I think it's because it might be under a... Saraday? Saraday, yeah. Fishing and nursery spiders. Like Pisces-esque oh, okay. kind of. Yeah. P-I-S-A-U-R-I-D-A-E. Oh, yeah. Okay. Saraday. Their common name on here is water spiders. That's I was trying to figure out. <laughs> 
egg sacs are posited in late spring, early summer. And oh, the egg sacs are carried around by the females until the spiderlings are ready to hatch. So more maternal care. Who knew that spiders were such good moms? I know. And then spiderlings are found summer through fall, and the young are then guarded by the female in a nursery web. And this is baffling. May number to a thousand or more. Wow. Could you imagine? (laughs) Holy moly. Those must be really tiny whenever they hatch. Yeah. If there's a thousand or she has a huge egg egg sack. sack is huge, yeah. (laughs) Have you read anything on these underwater retreats in large air bubbles that they'll make? No. I'm just now getting to it. I haven't. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Some of the species in this group will form underwater retreats in large air bubbles. And then others will make their webs in, like you mentioned, that kind of riparian green leafy shrub watery area. It's like their own little personal Atlantis. I guess so. (laughs) Yeah. And the... Yeah, I guess their silk is just super hydrophobic and they, I wonder how they get it to maintain its shape. If they get it right, then the surface tension of the water would help to kind of keep things in place. Yeah. Because it is hydrophilic. Probably another reason, I mean, other than people, one, mistaking these for wolf spiders, two, not necessarily being in the right habitat, but these are very shy spiders and they tend to run away from you if you approach them. That might be why people don't see these or they're not as well known as some of the other spiders we've talked about. Shall we move to tarantulas? Yes. These are probably some of my favorites. Other than I love jumping spiders, but tarantulas are super cool. I have multiple tarantulas at home. I'm always amazed that there's so many species of different, that we have so many different species native to Texas. And, you know, you can get tarantulas as pets and stuff, but I think if, even if you, if they got out, I don't think they would survive for very long because they're just not, they're too sheltered inside of your little containers for them. Um, But we have, I guess on last count that AgriLife put out a fact sheet about them, 14 different species. I've only ever known as the ones that I call the Texas tan and the Oklahoma tan. And they all, they both look exactly the same to me. Now, I think they're all like that brown tan. (laughs) It goes anywhere from like a dark gray to a light tan color and it, but they all look the same and it's just like, okay, you know, it's a tarantula. (laughs) Yes. It's a Texas tarantula native, totally normal. One of my neighbors found a tarantula outside and she was like, I'm moving. I'm like, they're out there guys. They just sometimes make their way close to your house. They're not going to attack you. (laughs) They're just big. I think one came, this is going to sound crazy, but this is my hypothesis, that it somehow came down the fireplace because we had a big fireplace mantle and then there was like the ash container that you would like put the ashes in afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, So one day I was, I was cleaning or sweeping or something and I go to move that and there was a little, it was not little, there was a big tarantula in there. It was a male tarantula. And I'm guessing whenever you see them, usually you're going to see them males right that are seeking out a female like mm-hmm. whenever they go on their big they're they're out searching for mating mates. journeys yeah, yeah like they tend to be i don't know there's definitely a season where you're going to see more i've always heard that they're super delicate so i'm like how would it come down the fireplace it's like metal 
and tarantulas tend to be pretty big, big bodied. But anyway, somehow, thankfully, it found its way in that little pot and I'd, it must have been there for weeks. <laughs> um, so I had to put it outside, give it some water and put it outside. But my mom was absolutely terrified. Like, uh, like tarantulas can come indoors. Like it was mind blowing <laughs> to her. Any other weekend for Wizzy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, come to my house. You never know what you're going to find, right? Uh, yours are like the exotic ones, though, right? Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> so tarantulas can be found on every continent except for Antarctica. And the cool thing that I like about the ones that we have here in Texas, so the ones that are in North and South America, the hairs on their body, well, I guess let's let's back up. So tarantulas, largest spiders that we have in Texas, they get six or seven inches or so. They're sizable have hairy bodies and the hairs on their bodies are actually used in defense. So if you approach a tarantula and it's not keen on you being nearby, usually the first thing that they do is they will take their hind legs and they'll rub it along their abdomen and that starts kicking those hairs off of their body. And then that, like if that were to get in your eyeball or something like that, it's irritating so it's a way that they use to protect themselves. Uh, if you continue to annoy the tarantula, then usually what they do is they'll actually rear up on their hind legs and they've got their fangs out and they're kind of showing you like, hey, done ticked me off now. I'm going to bite you if you keep this up. So if if it gets to the point of rearing, you know you need to stop messing with it because next thing you know it, they're going to bite. They're predators. They are nocturnal hunters. And since they are so large, they can feed on insects, other spiders, small lizards, frogs, and snakes. There are tarantula species, not in Texas, but there are tarantula species that can take down birds. Those are generally in South America and Asia. Here we have tarantulas that, okay, old world versus new world. We're mm -hmm. new world. So We're new world. our tarantulas have a less potent venom, but they possess the urticating hairs, right? right. So that's another yes. kind of defense. Yes. If you're sensitive, super sensitive to particles, I guess. We usually say this whenever we're handling tarantulas, right? Like that's another yes. thing to be aware of. Do you react to them if you handle I them? I do not. Okay. No. Yeah. I do, depending on where it is. Like if they crawl on the under part of my arm where the skin is thinner or something, I can get a rash on that. But if it's just my hands, it's not a problem there. I'm the same, but it's like a itchy. Like I don't get yeah. a rash, but I itch real bad. And especially on that underside of your forearm. Yeah. Yes. Yes, definitely. I get this question all the time. Where, where are they? Where are tarantulas? They create burrows in the ground and it's going to be lined typically with their webbing. And that can help not only to you know, make it cozier, but it also kind of helps to shore up the tunnels so they don't collapse. And you see this a lot, especially if you keep tarantulas like I do. There's the one that I rehomed yesterday had it actually had like, I think, six different holes that went around. It was a round container and it had six holes that went down and then it had like a little area in the bottom where it was. So it had webbing on all of those. So everything was kind of kept in place. You rehomed your tarantula in captivity, not in the ground. Yes. Yes. So you're yes. You're okay. yes. I took it from one container into another container. That was the one that it 
scared me to death because I thought it was in one area of the container and it came out the other side of the container. And what I had thought was the tarantula was just a cast exoskeleton from when it had molted. (laughs) So not only did I not know where the tarantula was, it was also larger than I was expecting. So that was fun. (laughs) Tarantulas are solitary. So when you're looking in a burrow, which you probably won't, but if you do, there's only one tarantula in there. And like Bryant said, the males do go out and wander for Uh, looking for mates at certain times of the year that typically happens spring and fall. I've had reports of it happening around here, but usually when people call me, it's when they see like the giant mass. It's not a migration. It's like a movement of the males. And there's this like huge allotment of tarantulas that are walking, I don't know, across a road or something. Those are the males that are going to be out looking for females. That can really freak people out, (laughs) depending on how you feel about tarantulas (laughs) or spiders. Does that happen? That happens around May, doesn't it? Or have I always thought that and I've been wrong? No, it it can happen in the spring. Sometimes it happens in the spring. And then there's another, um, like in College Station, there was a place that it always happened like this time of year after a heavy rain. There was a place that we could go and we would actually see it after it rained. So I think twice a year, spring and fall on that one. Obviously they can bite, but again, their venom, like we've mentioned on the other spiders we've been talking about, their venom doesn't react with our body chemistry. It's still going to hurt you because they do have fairly large fangs. So it's not going to be pleasant. And that's kind of a last, like a last ditch effort too. At least, exactly. with, I mean, from, yeah. from our species, they're going to be rearing, they're going to be kind of flicking those hairs. It's a really kind of cool thing to see. And they do kind of get naked, like whenever they lose all their hair. So if you have like one in captivity and you're stressing it out, you'll see like bald patches. Yes. And that's another cool thing about the New World species tarantulas. So the tarantulas we have here in Texas, they continue to molt when they are in the adult stage. So most uh, like the old world tarantulas, once they hit the adult stage, they don't molt anymore. They don't shed that exoskeleton. But since the new world species of tarantulas use those hairs on their body as a defense mechanism, they need to replenish those. And so they will typically molt once a year. So they have that new set of hairs to actually utilize as a way of defending themselves. So I found an article and I thought this was so cool. It's from 2016, so it's kind of old, but it's talking about these guys that I think are Auburn and they are kind of revamping the American tarantulas and kind of doing discovers the taxonomic stuff, kind of sorting everything out. And they actually, through all of their processing, they found 14 new species They found a species of tarantula that lives in the foothills around Folsom State Prison in Northern California. The male of the tarantula is all black, and so they named it a Phonopelma Johnny Cashii after Johnny Cash. (laughs) I'm just like, it looks so perfect. I love it. And did you guys know that there are miniature tarantulas? I did not. Because everybody thinks about tarantulas six or seven inches. There are miniature tarantulas that are the size of a wolf spider-ish. 
So it may be that you find a miniature tarantula and you might think that it is, I don't know, like a juvenile or something, but we do have them. So is it like a form of dwarfism in the tarantula or are there species? Those are that species are that are miniature. There's one from Arizona. Okay. That one is a Phonopelma paloma. And it is the smallest one in the United States. There's a picture of it in this article. And it is next to the Aphonopelma annex, which is from Texas, which is the largest tarantula in the United States. And so they have that next to the country's smallest. And oh, it just looks so cute. It just looks like a mama and her baby, but it's not. It's two different species. So I think I might have a miniature species of tarantula in my collection, but I don't know which one it is. I can't remember. It might be the one that got loose. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to come to my house after they listen to this. Especially if they're arachnophobic. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, you know, getting under the sink, trying to find that one cleaner and you've just got to. Tarantula comes walking out. Like, Yep. Well, the one that got loose, I think the one that got loose is a Brazilian black. And they're like, those are like the Labradors of tarantulas i mean they're like just kind of big and doppy and goofy and it's a spiderling it's not even like it's that big so it's all good no biggie i'm sure one of the cats has eaten it by now (laughs) if it got out do we need to kill them so my belief on spiders on any spider is no you do not need to kill it and i think that for even brown recluse and black widows because they're pretty shy and if you just move them to a place where you don't mind them living then they're going to do their thing but if you're concerned about venomous spiders widow spiders and recluse spiders are the ones that you need to be worried about that we have in texas that are venomous If you want information on those, we did podcast episodes on those last year, I think. So you can look in our past episodes. But for the most part, while spiders are capable of biting, their venom is not going to react with our body chemistry. So it's not going to be an issue. Tarantulas, they do create an egg sac. It is going to typically be in, uh, I think their burrow. I mean, that's just kind of where it hangs out. And then the tarantulas are going to live longer. I mean, they're bigger spiders. So I'm going to say in nature, male tarantulas are going to live maybe an average of three years. Female tarantulas, I'm going to say five or six years. But in captivity, if you have them in a container where you don't have to worry about predation, uh, you're feeding them regularly and taking care of them, there are tarantulas that can live 10, 15, 20 years. I was reading that the female Texas species, some of them can live up to 25 years in captivity, but the males, it's it's rarely more than a year and it's usually far less than a year, like just a few months. I guess they probably don't like to be in, in captivity. They, the females probably are okay to be in their burrow and so it's okay to be in a tight space, but especially since one of those yeah. characteristics of the males is to wander across streets and roads, they probably get too stressed out. And so they die. And if you want to make sure you don't kill one, you can always identify the males from the females. Cause the males have a little spine on their front, like uh, almost like a thumb sticking out on their um, front legs. I love watching like breeders online And they're like ready with their fishing nets to, you know, swipe. And it's like these people have pets, right? And so it's like 
Jim and Jill. And so Jim will give Jill his tarantula to breed her, but she has to make sure that Jim's tarantula like doesn't die. Or if it does, it's like, sorry, bud, here's a spiderling. I wonder if they have insurance on that. Well, if your tarantula eats my tarantula, then maybe like pick of the litter. You need to pay me, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Or give me something. like five spiderlings that I can rear with the hope of getting a female. I actually did let somebody borrow my tarantula for breeding and they didn't ever offer anything like that. Well, but it wasn't the male. I let him have the female. So never mind. You have to worry about yours being eaten. Yeah. Mine wasn't a concern. I didn't have a boy. So that is it for spiders for now. We hope that you didn't get too freaked out and we hope that you have a happy Halloween. Thank you so much for listening to Bugs by the Yard and we'll catch you next time.